I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Hello, and welcome to Not The Weekend Podcast with Frank Skinner, Emily and Gareth. Hello. Hi. What a hey, high energy kickoff. That's what people want, this weather. Lift them up out of the, um, the slosh. <laughs> they still call it slosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good. Slush. Good. That doesn't change with the times. No, slush everything else does. Uh, doesn't everything else change? With the... Yeah. I've discovered something. I have got a white... Well, it isn't white. It feels like... It feel, if you can imagine I dripped candle wax into my mouth, right. covering the whole of my tongue and inner m- mouth, right? Mm. And then I let it go cold. So I've got cold oh. wax on the inside of my mouth. You've got a slight residue. Yeah. It's been there for uh, three or four days. Now, I thought, because of the cold weather, I've been doing quite a lot of lip sealing. You What's know, that? You know, you use lip seal, you put it on your lips. Oh, lip sealing. Oh, I didn't. I've never heard it used as a verb. Oh, there you go. I like, I like to uh, transform. You were an English teacher. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's a new word, but I think it's all right. And um, anyway, I thought maybe I've over lip sealed. Mm. Past ten. Mm. Uh, I've over lip sealed, and, 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 and the waxiness which that puts on the lips has now got into the whole interior. Oh, I see. But I've. I've I put my finger on the problem. What it is, I, I, I get food obsessed and I, I have the same food sometimes every day. Right, yes, my, you do. I've noticed that about you. Yes, my current thing is taramasalata. Oh, dear, right. I thought you'd been a bit pongy. Yeah, and <laughs> I find that if you get through five or six cartons of taramasalata a week, mm. you get this strange waxiness. I don't know what it is in the taramasalata, but my whole mouth feels like it's been enamelled. It's the row, the cod's row. Is that what it is? Yeah, I reckon it is. But why should that... The waxy surface of the cod's row. Well, fish have a sort of oily, laminated. protective That's what it's like. Layer, layer, like my, my, my inner mouth's been laminated, if you can imagine that. Anyway, I'm not... I can carry on with it. Why don't you mix it up, throw in some hummus? It doesn't I'm have not, to uh, all be taramasalata. Hummus is not... It's not one of the more exciting dips, is it? You look at the party... Oh, yeah. It'll be the most neglected dip, and there'll be a slightly not dark, if I'm there. There's a slightly darker um, crust starts oh, to form where, where it hasn't been. Uh, oh, I don't like it when there's a dark crust on the taramar. It goes a bit ready. Yeah, I don't like that. Dodgy. Might never last that long in a house. Oh, <laughs> while I'm at it, like a wild thing, I just eat it with a spoon. Can you believe it? That's that wasn't amazing. a rhetorical question. No, That's okay. amazing. No. <laughs> uh, okay, good. Anyway, did you read about the new Spider-Man musical? Oh yes, I did. It's um, now I'd be I'm I like all things comic book and superhero, and I like musicals, so I figured it would be the thing for me. But um, apparently, at one point, there was two of the leading characters left suspended from wires. No one could move them; they were just dangling there for ages, and the whole production lasted like four and a half hours. I think the concept sounds awful, don't you? So you two are doing the songs, aren't they? Isn't it Bono and the Edge doing the songs? Oh, I thought you met me and Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... going to say, somebody should have told me. Got... No one told us. No, no, behind. no, no it's just gone out as a straight drama this week. I'm, <laughs> I, no wonder I've got 25 missed calls. <laughs> Where's the songs? What is it with you guys? You knew we were opening this week, <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, that was, the, that was the producer. He's very irate. Mm. Mm. Anyways, I am... Um, 
It reminded me. It reminded me of two things. It reminded me of when... Uh, I'm sure I've said this before on the show, but I do love it. I uh, Do you remember when uh, little Jimmy Cranky uh, fell off a, a beanstalk in Pantomime oh, yes. and got quite badly injured? And uh, uh, she's, she stroke, he's all right now, yeah. may, may I point out. And I phoned a friend about that, and I said, did you hear that uh, little Jimmy Cranky had fallen off a beanstalk in Pantomime? Mm. And she said, you know, I don't think you needed the in pantomime part of that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> and it is true. It's hard to imagine another context where a little Jimmy Cranky would fall off a beanstalk. Uh. But also, in that thing, when you go and see stuff and it goes a bit wrong, I went I to... love it when it goes wrong, Frank. I oh, know, it is great. I, I love I did, it. I had a, a, a blood-curdling one once. I went to see Anything Goes at the National. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the 1920s sort of set music, yeah, it, isn't it? it? It'll yeah. be on Absolute 20s. <laughs> the, whole, the whole score will be on there as a special feature, I think, over Christmas. But um, there was a, it was the opening preview, so it was all a bit, you know, it's still finding your way. And there was a, a fabulous revolving stage. So lots of celebrities there as well, Nancy Lamb. No, no, because it was a, it was a no, no, I wish. Um, it was a uh, preview. Oh, I know, yeah. So it was before the, the opening night. Anyway, uh, it, the whole thing is like a, a cruise liner is the set, but they've got a, a big revolving stage, and um, one of the dancers uh, got his foot caught <gasps> in the revolving stage. Now, no. if you can imagine the sound of a oh. homosexual man in his <laughs> mid-twenties with his foot caught in an enormous revolving... <laughs> It was it was one of the oh, highest and how did shrill. it go? He shrieked. It was more shrill than yeah. anything I think of. Ah! Wow. I can't even do it. It was in. The, it was. Uh, and and did it was, the other people just sort of try and drop into the harmonies on it. No, if only they'd been that quick. There was there was some distress because I think yeah. I think some people thought he could have lost a foot. Well, he could have. Yeah, at least well eight inches anyway. Yeah, um, but. Um, he was. They stopped the show for a while, and Trevor Nunn... Oh, that was big of them. Trevor Nunn came out and said, we're going to have a, a, an informal interval now while we... Uh, oh, Frank, did he have, like, a denim shirt and little half-moon specs he, he, on he, he and a clipboard? That, he had that look. I think he had a dog-eared script yeah. in his hand. <laughs> anyway, um, I think his specs were actually on a lanyard. <laughs> anyway, and he had trainers on, obviously. Of course, Natch. Yeah. Very battered. I think Dunlop Green Flashes, actually. But, I mean, battered to hell. Oh, I love Trevor Nunn. But apparently it, it ripped the guy's shoe in half. I mean, it was only a size four. Oh. But even so, they're not cheap. <laughs> and uh, But he was fine. Same as uh, Sven-Goran Eriksson. He's about a four, size four. Is that right? Might be five, yeah. I don't know they walk on snow, those <laughs> people. Do you? Don't they just go I'm, straight in? Hi, I'm one of them, so... What do you think? Size three. Blimey. Mm. It's the one that you can keep a shoe on. I don't, I don't need to bother with shoes. It's like you don't have enough uh, horizontal to keep the shoe on, oh, like an elephant. I don't know if you yeah. ever tried to put a shoe on How an elephant. How dare you? But no, but I meant in a different way. Um, you know, an elephant's foot is it just it's a continuation. It doesn't yeah. stick out. <laughs> so you put the shoe on, it just slides straight off. Yeah. You can tighten those laces as much as you it's like. It's like a little stilt I have. Yeah. I once put um, elasticated, um, what they used to call Chelsea boots, four Chelsea boots on an elephant, just stepped straight out of them. Okay, so I had a theatrical disaster once. This happened to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was at the Edinburgh Festival with my family. I right. must have been about 11. And you know when you go to the Edinburgh Festival, it was a production of Tommy that we were going to see. 
You know Tommy Guy? Tommy, can you hear oh, me? That's the one. And you were going to see mm. it. Tommy, can you hear me? It wasn't a family production of Tommy. No, no, with the Acid <laughs> Queen, no. <laughs> um, well, it, that role had a major influence <laughs> on you, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was in a kind of makeshift... Uh, it was in a school. So mm. it was in the school gym, not a proper theatre, obviously. OK. Which meant you had to walk across the stage in order to leave. So at the interval, we go out... My parents are drinking poor Masson California and Carafe, taking oh. their time as they did. Yeah. Having a few cigarettes. Oh, no, we don't. Chatting to theatrical people. I, I, I sense. We walk happening. back in, and it's fine. My dad says, We can make it. It's fine. The lights come on. It's still fine. We're walking across the stage. Oh. The music starts up. A load of dancers run onto the stage as we're walking on the stage. Oh, no. They surrounded us. Oh, God. It was awful. It's the most... I cried. And did they dance around? <laughs> I cried. I got back to my seat and my mum went, it's all right, darling. No one will remember. It was a lie, And here course. we are talking <laughs> about it in 2010. <laughs> oh, blimey, that sounds... That is a big one. There was a chubby woman tap dancing around me. I'll never forget it. It was awful. Yes. Well, yeah. I used to love that. <laughs> <laughs> they won't always do it, but they're worth asking. I find. Yeah, I... Um, I... <laughs> I don't know if you class this as a... As a I, I have to be very subtle about the way I tell this. That mm. I was in a thing called Cooking with Elvis. I remember. Yes, and uh, my dresser was a very fabulous fellow. And uh, and we had many happy hours, but he was, he was a prankster. And Is one, that what you call them? Yeah, and one night, it was a very... Quite a dramatic scene. I had to walk on stage and the woman was on her knees crying. You know what I mean? And... Uh, and anyway, I, I walked on, I was, I was ready for my big drama thing, and I looked into the wings, and, and there he stood. I won't name him, but uh, he, he um, how can I put this? He, uh, he had um, a sort of a piercing. He had a Prince Albert. Oh. Yeah, and uh, in, indeed. And uh, Dick Cheney, as we used to... Laura, Laura had quite a nasty incident when she was doing Prince Albert at school. With her in Prin the girls' school that she teaches Prin in Prince Albert at yes, school. She was, and, um, what she ran a impromptu piercing class. No, they, I want no, to know what no, the man the, did the, though. The, the person, the person um, in history, and um, oh, so they googled it. Oh, and, um, yeah. Oh on. no. Anyway, he yeah. had uh, he he'd, he'd, he'd exposed the Prince Albert, and he had a coat hanger through it with my next costume chain he did not hanging on it and he just oh. stood there waving and smiling he did not <laughs> he did was it phil jupiter's it, it wasn't no it was definitely my next costume i don't think it would have took the weight <laughs> anyway so that was uh, I, I wouldn't say it was a disaster but it, it threw me my biggest, the biggest theatrical disaster I've been involved with is slightly amateur, but at school... Oh, that's a surprise. At school, I was um, involved in the troupe of children who was doing the maypole dance. Oh, yeah. For the, Do you go to a pagan school? <laughs> no, um, a country school. Supposed to be Church of England, but, you know... Oh, yeah, but they still, and, um, they still worship the pagan gods. Yes, we did the maypole dance, and um, we were practising, and... Someone, I think someone jerked it slightly, and the top of the maypole fell off oh onto the teacher's head and knocked her unconscious. You're joking. No. no. And um, we Did you all dance around her with it <laughs> embedded in her head? <laughs> no, we, well, we ran away and we ran into the French block and um, ran straight into the classroom and the teacher said, How dare you run into my classroom? And we said, Mrs Chapman's dead! <laughs> 
and um she wasn't dead. I noticed, I Gareth, was... that you chose to run into the French block. I like that you did that. <laughs> Why? Because you like a French theme. Oh, I see, yes. Yeah, uh, of yes. course. Was that, I, I mean, I'm assuming it was the nearest block, but it might not have yeah. been. They might have passed a couple of blocks. Well, exactly. <laughs> and was she, was she all right, Mrs Chapman? Um, she was OK, yeah. While I was at school. I mean, maybe there were symptoms later on. I like the idea that it was embedded in her head, perhaps in such a way that they couldn't take it out without risking serious damage, so she had to keep it, <laughs> mm. and had to wear her hair in multifarious ribbons for the rest of her life. Wouldn't that be a lovely story? And every once a year, she let down those ribbons and her family and friends dance around her. That's the kind of... I suggest you maybe uh, you put that onto the end of that anecdote okay. to give it a mystical beauty that it, it currently lacks. At the moment, it's about accidents and and um, mistaken um, mortality. Mm. There you go, little lads, and like part of Frank Skinner's anecdote workshop. Um, Frank, we've had. I'd like to talk about um, one of our little regular features that comes up sometimes. Not foreign object in food. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to talk about. Foreign object in food. It's well, been a couple of weeks. Well, exactly. And this week, there's been a, a mice found in noodles. A mice? Alive. Two, a a mouse. Two, two, two It mice. says mice found yeah, in noodles. Yeah, it was. It was, oh, was two, it two? Two found oh. in a box of noodles. Yes, I read about this. They were nesting, <gasps> I think. Oh. Well, it was a takeaway somewhere in um, South End, I think. Well, Westcliff-on-Sea, which is actually oh. the posh end. Oh, is it? I mean, there'll be, oh. there'll be some totting going on. Yeah, and they, they found lots of... They found some dead mice, but then uh, two living ones. And droppings on work surfaces. Of course. Yeah. There's yeah. always droppings on work surfaces. Yeah. Unfortunately, they were human. <laughs> Which, um, I think that means immediate closure, I think. Mice oh, droppings, it's pretty bad, isn't it? Most drop- mice droppings, what they just do, they just take an uncooked sesame bun and go around it like when you're taking bits off a coat with sellotape. No one's any the wiser. But you know what? At least they were alive. That's a lovely way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know if they were... I it mean, doesn't say much for their cooking p- procedures, though, does it? But if they were in like, noodles and still alive. Oh, that's surely undercooked. They, exactly. They just microwave them, obviously. But what do you think the health inspectors did with the live mice? Would they have uh, Would they have been executed or oh, released? Oh, no. No they, no, they don't release. They take them to the RSPCA, don't they? What, they give them to the cats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it. It's a tough... Uh, once you're caught as a mouse, that, that's it, I think. I know. But it's a good foreign object in food. It is. It's... Uh, it's excellent. We, um, have we had any uh, contact from the outside world? Well, we have. They do get in touch occasionally. In fact, I'd like to read something out, which is one of my faves, which is... Do you remember Gareth was talking last week about um, Disney World? I think we know what well, happened. Let's put it this way. Yes. I haven't forgotten. No. I don't think... If I live to be 100, I think I'll always remember that story. Just as a very brief summary, um, Gareth's parents went and left him and his two brothers at home when they were children. And they went on holiday. It's fair. Yes. Not on their own, people with the people. But where did they go on holiday, Gareth? <laughs> they went to Disney World. Yes. Two adults with three children under ten <laughs> left, left at home. home. <laughs> so, um, it explains a lot, doesn't it? I mean, I've got emotional issues. Well, yeah, but let's not bring them up now. Well, it's funny you should say that because Angus Fitzsimmons has written in to say exactly the same thing happened to him. So you're not alone, Gareth. Bizarre. <sighs> In 1983, when I was eight and my brothers were ten and six, my parents also went to Disneyland ten on their six, own. That's quite cheap, isn't it? It is, as brothers go. 
I was, I was paying 12 shillings at the time. <laughs> Unlike Gareth's parents, they were extremely well off. Oh. Well, no, but he did. That was how Gareth excused that they just oh, couldn't afford to take mm. five. They could have gone somewhere a little near and taken everyone, but no. no. It had to be the mouse. Um, and had no excuse for this behaviour other than their desire to win the worst parents in the world competition for the fourth year running. Oh dear, I don't like the sound of the previous four years. This what did they quite, do there? I'm, I'm glad he hasn't told us about that. As a child, every week I would watch The Wonderful World of Disney on TV, which started with footage of Tinkerbell flying over Disneyland and think very dark thoughts indeed. Gareth, I feel your pain and I'm proud to call you brother. Angus <laughs> in Australia. I love Angus. That's nice. Yeah, I honestly thought that that wouldn't have happened to anyone else on the planet. Yeah. It seems such I'm an amazed. incredible story. Maybe maybe uh, this has happened to hundreds of people out there. This is the great joy of this programme, isn't it? Mm. Is that, is, uh, it's like my pedestrian rating. I honestly thought I was the only person in the world who did it. And then you, you, you log into a fabulous brotherhood of... Oh, pedestrian racing! That's people. really taken oh, off. And I, I just love that. And, and, and any other, um, anyone else? We have a um, text. Of, we talked about fainting. Or it's an email about fainting. Oh yes, about I don't believe in fainting. fainting. You, fainting may, you may recall. Um, two quick things. Firstly, regarding fainting, many years ago, a good friend of mine had been trying to pluck up the courage to ask a girl out who he had fancied for ages. We saw her in a nightclub, and in the heady days when DJs played slow songs. He asked her for a dance. I remember the, the, the killer slow song, Eddie Holman, Hey There Lonely Girl. If you didn't have a girl in your arms for that, you were nobody. We had a spandau ballet goal. Oh, no, true, true. Yeah, I don't think it was out when I was no. at school. <laughs> Neither was I, come to oh, think of it. Dear. I think we had um, E17 Steam. Oh, that's <laughs> romantic. Getting, getting more and more modern all the yeah. time. Um, she, she said yes. So he asked her oh, for a dance. What a yes. moment that is. Oh. What a moment. He was so excited that as they took to the floor, he fainted. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, that's embarrassing. No. That's awful. She never looked at him again. There'd have been that moment when she oh. just thought he was embracing her, but in fact he was holding on. Do you know, it's like my mum saying, no one will remember. Everyone's going to remember that. Yeah. You see, but did he faint or did he think, if I go another second without looking up her skirt, <laughs> life will be unbearable? <laughs> Maybe he was trying to get out of it, like our excuses we were saying the other day, like Kath saying, my liver's failed, and she was on a date. Yeah, he didn't want to dance with the beautiful girl. Sometimes dancing with the beautiful girl is just too much. He knew that if you get the things you want in life, then, you know... Yeah, it would be down all all the way after after he danced with... uh, Karen Richards. You don't, um, you don't want to peak at school. If you peak at school... I did have a peak know. at school, but unfortunately it was, it was run over by a motorbike. <laughs> I still keep the head. I wear it as a sporran on Burns Night. Secondly, says Nathan Taylor, there is a man on my train in the mornings that looks more like Gareth than Gareth does. Is that possible? If that makes sense. Oh. Um, mm. I will try and get a photo. I remember Max Bygrove saying to me that he, he lives in Bournemouth, a bit like yourself, oh. and uh, he went oh, yeah, past a pub... He went past the pub and there was, there's having a Max Bygraves lookalike competition. And he said, I came fourth. Mm. And I said, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Because surely, you being Max Bygraves, you'd inevitably come first. Mm. I hadn't recognised it as a joke, you mm. see. Oh, no. And that terrible, I, I undermined a, a comedy genius. Well, I still feel quite bad about <laughs> it. I'll be, I'll be straight with you. Now, Frank, I've discovered a new breed of people. New breed of person, I should say. People, Is it something person? to do with this bacteria that's been discovered in the no. cyanide lake? It's B&B people. So Abby Clancy is one. 
It's people who... People who run a bed and breakfast. No. People who are famous for their body and their boyfriend. So they're called B&B. Oh, body and boyfriend. So a lot of wags. Like Alex Curran is a and b isn't she? Yeah, who else would You've got to have a good body. Kelly Britt was a and b is often a and b What about Nicole... Oh, she's a and b But she's... She's famous in her own She's right. a BBM. She's borderline. Boyfriend, body and music will have. Hmm, but that's not so bad because that brings in her own. I'm an F and F. What's that? I'm famous for my friends and my fashion. Oh. See? Like it? Yeah. I, I, I'm what F, are you? I'm F and F in this as well. Oh, what are you famous I'm F and F. I'm uh, funny and dyslexic. Oh, <laughs> very good. Fine. No, I suppose I'm, uh, I'm L and L. What's that? Uh, I'm levitation obsessed <laughs> and uh, light bulb shaped headed. <laughs> mm. I, think, I don't think anyone would argue with that. I think well, I might be B&B as well, but um, Bournemouth and Blanc. Oh. Bournemouth and Blanc? I'm loving was... it. Shall we have a quick one? <laughs> oh. okay. It sounds quite Bournemouth. I can imagine being on the front of Bournemouth. Do you know what, Frank? The prom. I was very relieved when you said Bournemouth and Blanc. I thought you were going to say body... And boyfriend. <laughs> I was a yes. bit nervous. No, we're not ready for that yet. <laughs> for what? Killing people <laughs> and keeping them at home for comedy. <laughs> yeah. I think I think you're right to fight that. You know what I, I've you know what I've got here? What? Foreign object in food. Also Yeah. There's another one, isn't there? There's 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 an Egyptian um An Egyptian cricket. An Egyptian cricket found in a bag of greens. It flew here from Egypt. Have you seen the picture though? It's about a it's foot massive. across. It's a monster. Oh my I mean it's a five day test match of a cricket. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It it's terrifying. Bigger than a thumb. And with wings. Well, you, well, you've slightly reduced now the impact by saying it's bigger than a thumb. <laughs> I'm I'm saying it's bigger than a one of those beach huts you get at Brighton. Oh, can you imagine that fluttering around oh, in your no. mouth? It reminds me, but me and some other bad lads went into the biology. Lab. I like the bad lads. Yeah, we went in. Did you hang out with the bad lads? Yeah, I did. I was, I was, I was artist in residence. Oh, with the bad lads. Yeah. And All we, right, brains. We went exactly. We went into yeah. Come on, light bulb. Yeah. And uh, we went into the biology lab break time. And they had locusts in a glass case. Oh, we had those. And we were messing about, and one got out, and suddenly the bad lads are going, Woo! <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it was, it was a, not too far away from the sound made by the uh, Anything Goes Dancer. Terrifying. I hated those little jars. Oh, it was horrible. No, it wasn't in a jar. It was in quite a big, uh, it was oh. like a terrarium. Oh, Frank, you mean it was, oh, it was a proper one. Yeah, it was, he had, he had, they used to, I think they used to, it was it the cockroaches that ate each other. Oh, I don't know. One of them always. Gerbils? No, I don't think it was. Gerbils? Germans? Was it the Germans? (laughs) Yeah, they're Armin Mivers, the German cannibal. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Oh, he's one of my favourite criminals. I knew we'd get to to it in the end. (laughs) (laughs) What was the queuing thing you were on about? Oh, yeah. Well, something happened. I went to a sample sale. You know, sometimes in fashion, you get to go to a sample sale. Where you get the urine of the top models. <laughs> no, no. You're I'm... in prison for three days. <laughs> I'd love that, though. Oh, cosy. Um, no, what you get... No, because I wouldn't eat much. No, what you get to do is you get to go to a sample cell, so you get sort of um, stuff that hasn't been sold, off-cuts, if you like, mm. and you get it very cheap, okay. indeed. Um, so you can always look the part. Well, I went to one of these sample cells, and it was in the snow, and there was a long queue, and I got there, saw a girl I knew, said my hellos, 
But what do you do then, Frank? You have to go to the back, don't you? Like everyone else. Some mm. girl, some girl came over, just joined a friend five places in front of me. That's not allowed. You can't I be a queue joiner. I sort of think. Oh, don't although say it's I'm quite okay. strict on queues. I sort of think if you're joining a friend. <gasps> yeah. Do you don't agree? Really? Well, if you've got some reason, like where t- there's tickets and your friends have got the tickets. Something no, like well, in that. this case, it was every man for himself. Okay. So she was presumably doing that. Oh, you've saved me a place, but I don't think there's any such thing as having a place saved for you. I think if you're, but would you expect, say, if me and you was yeah. queuing? In fact, correct me if I'm wrong. But when we queued for Elton John last week, oh yeah, there was oh, me yeah. and Gareth, and you oh. came and joined us. You did exactly <laughs> that which you condemn. <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? God damn! And here comes Elton John. Watch out! You got to imagine a Steinway grand piano now with like a sort of a railway engine thing on the bottom. He's just going back, waving, distributing presents to. Yeah, but Frank, at least what I didn't do was do what some people did, which was try and go to the very front of the queue, assuming oh, this must be VIP. Like oh, the man yes. from Hollyoaks did that. Didn't the man he? from Hollyoaks walked past me yeah. to the front of the queue cheek there's people got any and then we waited and thought he's going to have to do the walk of shame now back to the back. what yeah, do you think i'll tell you what i'd like when you go into somewhere like um a restaurant cafe starbucks whatever and um some people will come in and then they'll put their stuff on a table on the chair oh. put their coats on the chair then they go and queue behind you Yes, that's not allowed. The is idea it? That, that's morally incorrect. Well, that's part of the queuing process, isn't it? It's, it's for the table. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you're queuing for. Yeah, exactly. No, that that should be stopped. But the people, the stupid baristas, they never do anything about <laughs> it. There should be someone who just walks around with a sack, taking clothes and and baggage off seats and putting them in, into it, and you know, leaving it all by the door. Do you know when I go to Starbucks? You know, you're meant to go over to that other section where you collect your drink from. At yes. the end, I don't do that because I'd feel more VIP if they just hand it to me directly. Do they ever hand you? Yeah, they sit there and go. Cool. I just wait there. I just go. Can I have it, please? Well, I, I don't go to the end. The mountain won't well. go to. <laughs> well, that's uh, bizarre. What about? I tell you what, I don't like the hesitant cure. Oh yeah. You know the person. Explain the breed. Well, you know someone's in front of you and they're not paying attention to the queue and the queue's moving forward and there's a gap oh, I hate forming the gap. between them. And, and the end of the queue, and the they're gap. looking round. Oh, I hate that. You get because that because I always think someone might come and join, thinking that's the end of the queue. Yeah. They might join that, and then the, <gasps> then you've got that's controversy. I don't like you get that at customs a lot, and that's not there's no racism involved in that. I just mean you genuinely <laughs> get it at customs. I tell you what, I am. I'm, I'm a bit of a bag kicker in queues as well. What do you mean? You know, if I have a bag. Yeah. I don't pick it up and we move along. I just kick it along the floor. I've got no bottom in most of my bags now. Yeah. I don't like it when people do that. What do you like? (laughs) What do you like? No, exactly. (sighs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.